We are back. Back with a brand new episode of The Untrained Eye with Beth and DJ. Man, this is so great. I can't believe we've already done five episodes. It's really cool. Like, it seems like we just started, but it was, you know, almost two months ago. No. Is that true? No. It was almost a month ago. Only five episodes, DJ. Come on. Relax. Uh, but still, it's great. It's been fun. Um, we actually, you know, we have an Instagram. I talk about it every intro. I'm sure everyone loves it. They love it so much. Uh, it's at Untrained Eye Pod. E-Y-E-P-O-D. And uh, it actually, it's really cool because, you know, I'm actually starting to get interactions with different podcasters and people on there. And uh, we got our first review on iTunes by uh, a podcast that started following us not too long ago called We Drink and We Know Things. And uh, yeah, I think you guys should all check it out. They're really nice and uh, it's... I don't know. I was just very touched because they they didn't you know announce it on Instagram that like hey go check it out we rate rated and reviewed you. Uh, I just happened to check iTunes and there it was. So it's really neat. Check them out. We drink and we uh, know things. Um, and if you would like to go to iTunes and rate and review us, that would be great and very helpful. Apparently, it will get us noticed. At least that's what the internet says. But you're listening to it, so you've already noticed us, so what do I know? Um, so I think I already said Beth is on vacation. If I didn't, she's on vacation with going to see her mom. That's the dog. Apparently someone decided to set off a firework, and that was the reaction that you got. The podcast dog does not like fireworks. So I'm going to let you go so that you can listen to this episode and I can console my dog. But uh, I hope everyone enjoys it and uh, I love you. ready what's up girl what's up <laughs> so you ready are you ready for your vacation you're about to go on mm, yeah a little bit by the time we release this you'll be gone or will i be back you will be gone <laughs> i will be gone but i'll be thinking of coming back <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> did i just say you're going to see your mom no. Or just that you're going up north. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't think you said either one of those things. Uh, well, I'll listen back. Yeah, I'll have <laughs> to play back the tape. I'll re-record it by myself. You'll dub it to match whatever you <laughs> think is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I am excited to see my mom, but like me and my... Uh, younger sister like flying up to see her so I'm a little bit anxious about the plane ride I mean it's only going to be like an would you say like an hour and a half maybe yeah it's really short but I just get like anxiety about the dumbest things I'm (laughs) I mean it's not that dumb to get anxiety about flying it is uh 
Well, it's not that only um, this whole week. I have been anxious, like, oh my gosh, did I request the wrong week of vacation off with my supervisor? Did I book the wrong dates for my tickets? Um, <laughs> like, just crazy stuff. I'm like, I don't know, this stuff isn't going to match up. It's not going to work out somehow. I'm not going to have enough money. <laughs> yeah, after I drop you off at the airport, somehow they're not going to let you on the plane. Your phone's going to break. They're not yeah, going to let you like, call. Oh, you mean July of next year? That's yeah. when you bought those tickets for. July 2019. Yeah, that's the problem with barely ever flying. Like, mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I flew, and I think the last time you flew was, what, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was my only my, like, third flight, because the first time um, my mom went with me, and that was probably three years ago. Um, I mean, I think I flo uh, flew with her when she was uh, younger and like I was a, like a small child, but uh, not able to remember any of it. Yeah. Or have any idea like what dangers are involved of being a hundred thousand feet above the earth. And didn't you say <laughs> like on the, your, you know, quote unquote first one, at least as an adult, she didn't even let you sit next to the window. No, we didn't get to sit together. I what? had no, I don't remember that. No, we sat. Uh, we flew on Southwest, and like you have to check in early so mm -hmm. you can get on the plane early, and you don't get to pick seats. Like you just, the sooner you check in, the um, the sooner you can get on a plane and try to like navigate around. But like we, I don't know if we just didn't check in on time or what, but we were in one of the last groups to get on and. Like, we didn't get to sit together. I had to sit in between two really skinny people and, like, keep my elbows tucked into my hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, the it last... Was, go ahead. It wasn't a good first experience uh, um, beyond the fact that we made it there alive. <laughs> so, when I flew... The last time I flew was, good lord, that was probably, like, four years ago, uh, whenever I went to the Middle East. And whenever we were coming back... Uh, I think we came back in through Chicago or something and then had to go from Chicago back to Tampa. And it wasn't a very long flight, but I was also like, you know, 70 or 80 pounds heavier. Oh, yeah. And the lady, I sat down first and I was in the aisle. And this lady, this poor lady, because I was hoping so bad, I was like, maybe no one will be sitting in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I put the little arm thing up because my giant fat body would not fit <laughs> in that tiny little chair. And I saw this lady roll up and was like, oh, I think that's me. And I was basically just like on top of this lady for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I could tell she was uncomfortable. And I was like, well, as long as I just look slightly to the left and do not pay any attention to her, she was to my right, uh, then <laughs> maybe this will be less awkward. And no, it was terrible. It I mean, was, was that the only place she could have sat or like? Were I the... think we we did have assigned seats. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, the last time I went to go visit my mom, I uh, flew by myself and on the the way there, like, uh this girl was in the window seat and then there was um an empty seat and then I sat down and then the girl was like, yeah, hopefully no one will sit there and we'll have this whole thing to ourselves. And I was like, heck yeah, buddy. 
and it, they didn't. And I was like, yes. Huh. And so then on the way back, like there was a guy that was sleeping by a window and it was in like one of the back rows and a middle seat was empty. And then I sat down and I was like, hopefully this same thing will happen again. Uh, but I looked up and this lady locked eyes with me and was like, oh, is anyone sitting there? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she was nice, though. Like we ended up talking for probably like 45 minutes out of the hour and a half flight back. So like it kind of helped pass the time. Um, even though I'm kind of antisocial. Well, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> you know, unless you're me, you can. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to just look off to the left and be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and check out of this. The only thing I had working for me in my situation was that it was nighttime. So for some reason, it just like being dark in the cabin <laughs> was like, yeah, I can just definitely pretend like my eyes are closed and that I don't know that you're there, lady. I'm so sorry that this is happening to you, that I am happening to you. Was she big or? No. So that's what made it even <laughs> funnier is that I'm like, hello, I'm a big fat man and I'm going to sit on you basically. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm a little bit nervous about going, but I mean, I've lost some weight also. So um, on this flight that we're taking, uh, you do get to pick your seats. And so um, like we picked a window seat and then one regular seat on like it's on um, like up front. They have some cushier seats if you want to pay an extra $50 to have a little bit more wiggle room. <laughs> But I was like, no, I'll just keep my elbows tucked in. It's only an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that goes by quickly. Like, I figure we'll get some magazines or something and just, you know, hang out. And then <laughs> hopefully just, we arrive. <laughs> yeah, just play a podcast uh, without any headphones on. Just play it right out of the speakers. Just yeah. download it on your phone and be like, hey, guys, you want to hear a... Want to hear the next? No, like that makes me think of one time when I went to go and see my eye doctor. Um, this guy, well, we're all sitting in the waiting room and they have a TV on playing like ABC Action News or something, and they're uh, it's whenever the Seminole Heights killer was still a thing. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, they were. Wait, wasn't that the guy that was just going around and just being like, Hey, what's up, man? Boom, shooting you yeah. in the face, like it, yeah, but it was only in Seminole Heights and it was like at it was like random people. And the guy that was doing it, they caught him later and it was really bizarre. Wasn't he just like a addict of some kind, meth, or I don't think like? so. Like, I think he was like a sports. Um, one of them sports. One of them sports guys. <laughs> like I think he was an athlete, and like he was attractive, and he was popular. I don't know what his motivation was for killing people, but he started doing it. All right. So tell me what happened in the. So anyway, um, they're having a press conference on the TV, and this guy that's like I'm sitting in the middle of the room, and there's like rows and rows and rows of chairs, and a guy in the back of the room, like 
starts watching the same press conference on Facebook Live, but it's delayed. So he's uh, hearing it like uh, five seconds after they say it. So we, huh? Did he have it like super loud? Yeah, or? like he had it completely turned up on his phone. Like he wasn't using douche. like earbuds or anything. He just had the volume up. So you can, we couldn't hear the TV because it was so distracting, like hearing it again, like five seconds later. <laughs> um, and then, the, hey man, yeah, there's about to be Hillsborough County uh, murder. <laughs> I'm the Seminole Heights killer. Um, it was me the whole time. No, I'm not. Um, I mean, they did catch the man. They they did. Um, but anyway, so. That was happening, and then this other super old gentleman <laughs> to the right started playing some game that was, <laughs> that was like, I don't know, but every now and then it would like sound like a jackpot was going off, and you he would like swipe his phone, and you could hear it, it would be like, swish, swish. By the way, swish, if it was an old jackpot. man, it probably was a... What are those called? A slot machine. It probably was a slot machine app. Yeah. Because, you know, let's have the most pointless thing. But Candy he Crush had his, wasn't pointless enough. His volume all the way up also. So <laughs> Facebook Live, five second delay, and then jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Man, I was so annoyed. And so whenever the um, eye doctor called me back. I was like, I stood up and was like, thank God. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went, cause they like call you into a back area where other, like you go and do te- eye tests and stuff. And sometimes you're like waiting in a, another waiting room. And so I sat down and this other lady was like, I know, right? Wasn't that annoying? Uh. <laughs> so, and then we kind of bonded over that. Yeah, isn't that funny that how we bond over hate? Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, there's no point in denying it. Like the reason you become <laughs> friends with people at work is because you're like the boss. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, that I don't know how to say it. Like people always are annoyed with their boss like regardless of how awesome they think they are they're like we'll have this idea i mean it's a great idea he supported me in every way but he told me i had to change this one thing so f him (laughs) 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 who cares if he's gonna take the heat for my bad idea but (laughs) yeah and everyone oh yeah man i hate that guy too i can't believe he would do that to you yeah right go yeah your boss is always going to be the man. <laughs> Hold so, me down. So I'm trying to find out what this dude, the Seminole Heights killer, did. All like or like what he did for a living, I guess. But like he killed four people last year between October and November that he didn't know. Right. I feel like at some point they there was like some kind of vague connection between at least two or three of the people. Uh, one of those people didn't they just get off at the wrong bus stop on actual accident i don't know yeah i think they did i think the only thing that wasn't random was him doing it like but because I mean, it seems like there was like a 
a pastor and a kid that was like and the nephew like somehow there was two people that were related but not directly related like one was like a a cousin a cousin or or something or a second cousin or something like that yeah but i mean i guess if he was doing it all in the same area it's not entirely crazy that he would get people related to each other right what if they were visiting but didn't his parents get in trouble too because they didn't want to testify or they i think they were found in contempt or something but it just seems like a crazy ordeal especially because like the kid didn't fit any kind of stereotypes that uh people like to like label serial killers into like oh this guy's a loser that's why he did it but he wasn't well he was well and the weird part too is if he if they do i mean i guess he is technically considered a serial killer now right cuz he killed more than one person or I guess. like what but he's a 24 year old black dude which yeah. is not a did you already say that and i missed it no i didn't say that okay yeah which is just strange because are there any black serial killers I mean I'm sure there are I mean Bill Clinton but who else <laughs> <laughs> He slays them with a sax <laughs> Oh my god he kills it with that saxophone <laughs> Uh I mean I'm trying to think of it cuz you know you always watch um, serial killer murder shows. And I was wrong. Remember, I think I told you a long time ago, we were talking about Tom Segura, and I was like, yeah, he was a... He did... He worked something with uh, Unsolved Mysteries. You did say that? Yeah, like he... I, that's what I thought, but apparently he was like a researcher for... Uh, what was the other movie... Or the other show? America's Most Wanted. Yes, that's exactly right. Hmm. I heard him talk... The only reason I thought about that now is because they had to he was talking about it today or or not today he was talking about it on a podcast that i just listened to today where he was saying that (laughs) they like all those researchers would basically have to like troll i don't know I, i i don't know if they had the internet when he was doing that in the same way but basically they would like if me and you were both researchers, mm-hmm. you would find the Seminole Heights killer, and I would find you know whatever the the Tampa. I don't know anything that is alliterative to Tampa. The Tampa, yeah, Tangler. I'm glad we don't have a lot of serial killers <laughs> around here, even though everything that comes out of Florida, like news wise, seems like crazy. The Tampa Bay Butcher, that's what we'd call him. Yeah. And so we, you and I would have to go and pitch our stories to be like, listen, I think that the Seminole Heights killer would be great. We should do him. There's a, you know, there's a lot of traction on this. It should be on the show. Like, it's, it's just a weird... Wow, that's completely different than I thought. Yeah. Like, I somehow I thought that maybe they just were in cahoots with the police and they would just like be like, oh, this is a hot topic right now like go after this guy see if you can help us find him nope but- sometimes they just are like well we have these comedians these aspiring <laughs> comedians that we hire and call them researchers Jeez, because <laughs> to me it just sounded like uh some kind of weird version of saturday night live where they're like yeah we have this skit we want it on the show <laughs> yeah he murdered everyone <laughs> yeah isn't it crazy anyway <laughs> i think you'd be great for this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call you back for the reenactment. 
Um, yeah, that's it's funny when you find out how things work. Cause like what the like what they've presented to you, like they've sold it well. So you don't ever like think about how they actually get the information. You're just like, yeah, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Anyone can get it. Sorry, I'm trying to see if there was any interesting uh what Ted Bundy was in Florida? When? Oh, Is that when he was so he was murdering people in Florida or I guess the first article that came up when I googled uh Florida serial killers was 10 serial killers who committed their crimes in Florida. Huh. I didn't know Ted Bundy was in Florida. But was that his like main hunting grounds or it says, by the time he arrived in Florida in 1978, Ted Bundy had already left a trail of victims. Oh, okay. In Washington, Utah, Colorado, blah, 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 blah. So he was trying to retire here? Yeah. He's like, I just want to kill two old people, and I'm going to kick it at West Palm. Yeah. In the wee hours of January 15th, 1978, the fugitive serial murderer broke into a Florida... State University sorority house and attacked four young women, killing Lisa Levy and Margaret Bowman by bludgeoning them to death. Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, that's an awful way to go. But I didn't know that was in Florida. Theodore Bundy. Good guy. This guy's name, I've never even heard of him. His name's David Allen Gore. <laughs> and he's a serial killer? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Like, why are we going to, like, dark podcasting now? <laughs> like, let's talk about uh, murders and murder movies, and now we're talking about serial killers. Oh, hey, the, what is it, Monster? What was her oh, name? Oh, Eileen Wernos. Man, good on you for knowing <laughs> that, because I was looking at her name and was like, how do you say this? Because it's spelled like Alien Wernos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how could you not remember that, Charlize Theron? Mm-hmm. Monster. <laughs> I said that. I was like, monster. I, yeah. Like, I just didn't know her na- her actual name in the... But think of how different she looked because Charlize is, like, gorgeous. And in that movie, she did not look like herself. Like, she looked crazy. But, well, she... So she was in Florida, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... I think... Wasn't she just hitchhiking... Up she was down. a prostitute. Warnos was apprehended at a bar in Port Orange, Florida, after law enforcement matched her fingerprints found in the car of one of her victims. And she confessed to murdering huh. six men. Okay. Well. I mean, watching that it. movie, like, those men seem <laughs> so gross. I mean, I guess prostitution is, like, very sinful, but I whatever. It's fine. Well, is it like I don't know, like what her victims were like? Like in the movie, it made them all seem like they were like just terrible people. I mean, they probably were. I mean, she was a terrible person, so <laughs> she was murdering them. Yeah, (laughs) but it makes it seem like it was justified, like she was well (laughs) exacting revenge on them for the way they were treating her, which I'm sure like prostitutes don't get the best treatment because they are frowned upon by society and people that are frowned upon usually 
get uh, treated like awful (laughs) and people accept it because they think they deserve it somehow, even though... Well, they're different and we don't understand them, so kill them all, I guess. Right. I mean, I could never do something like that, but I could never completely like banish someone or judge them for that kind of choice. Well, I mean, the problem is they're still a person. Right. And if you're mad at them, you, I guess, still have to be mad that you're the same as them still, even though you're like, no, I could never do that. Like, well, yes, you could. And some people do. (laughs) Right. Well, and sometimes it's not a choice. Like, I've seen a lot of the documentaries where, um, like, the girls get turned out, like, super young, and then they don't really know how how to to do do anything anything. else besides that. So, it's really sad. Like, that's something I would maybe want to pursue. Because, like... Wait, pursue how? Because <laughs> you just well, said I mean, pursue. I've been thinking of uh, you know making some extra <laughs> tips. You gonna Heidi Fleiss out? And, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, pursue in the way of like trying to help people get out of that kind of lifestyle. Uh, Tampa is a huge, huge um, sex trafficking. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was any way to help those people. That's something I would want to pursue, not a life of <laughs> prostitution. Or at least being, you know, beaten and used and all that terrible stuff. What do you mean? I mean, if you want to, if you're of age and you're, you want to go do whatever it is you want to do, you know, have at it. But if you're going to be, you know, abused, I don't know. I don't know, you know, maybe thankfully or not, I've, I know nothing about that, like, except for what I've seen in movies and on documentaries. So, you know, if it's a documentary, you're, they're definitely not going to show you the happy prostitute that is like, hey, everybody, it worked out great. Right. I make lots of money and it's super cool. Look at this car I just bought. No, you're always going to see the the worst. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know enough about this to talk about anymore. Let's continue with murderers. (laughs) I only have one more. I have to tell you about this one more. I'm sorry. I've been excited to say it because it is, as far as I can tell, the only other uh, black serial killer, and his name was Eddie Lee Mosley. But is it the only black serial killer or just in Florida, or did you expand your search? No, I just am looking in Florida, but the fact that we have two, I mean, come on, son. (laughs) Okay. I mean, when it gets hot here. Yeah, we People just cannot. By the way, I listen. If you li- if you don't live in Florida and you're listening to this, it definitely gets hot enough to just be like, yeah, I'll just murder everybody <laughs> around me. Yeah, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Maybe I'll get killed and then I won't have to be hot anymore. <laughs> yeah, I will be stone cold forever. This dude killed eight people. Jeez, but. He did die of cancer in 2000 while he was on death row. And he only served 14 years, I guess, for that. Cool story, Eddie Mosley. What was his, like, weapon of choice? Or 
Uh, kill people. Let's see. Convicted of killing. Uh, well, I don't know. It okay. doesn't really say. Mosley, who has severe mental disabilities, has never been... Tri- oh, what? Has never been tried for the killings as he has been connected... Wait a second. I think I just read that all wrong. I'm going to try it one more time. So, Mos- wait. Is this guy really a serial killer or... I think I've just framed an innocent man. <laughs> Mosley, <laughs> who has... Severe mental disabilities has never been tried for the killings he has been connected to by DNA evidence, but he has been in a secure psychiatric hospital since 1988. Well, until he died in 2000, I would imagine. Okay. So or no, 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 no. God, I'm sorry. Everything I just read is wrong. Don't listen to anything I just said. Book him, Dano. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Eddie Lee Mosley. <laughs> I'm sorry for defaming you if I did. Uh, this so is what is I it... get. This is what I get for trying to read on the fly and just try and pick out sentences and words. Listen, you warned me against it. You said yes, don't do I it. I did. But I did it anyway and I failed. And everyone <laughs> gets to hear it now. They get to hear my mental failure. That's so, right. I mean, was this guy a serial killer or was he just crazy or. I think I owe it. To Mr. Mosley to set the record straight now. I'm just going to read. You just stop me when it becomes boring and terrible. Uh, I will say it is definitely going to get terrible. Okay. DNA tests concluded or conducted in 2000 and 2001 linked Eddie Lee Mosley to the murders of eight Florida women and girls in the 1970s and 80s. But they also exonerated two men who had been convicted of some of the killings perpetrated by Mosley. Jerry Frank Townsend, a man with severe mental disabilities, was released in 2001 after serving more than 20 years for two murders convicted by Mosley. Jesus. So Mosley is the killer then. While another man, Frank Lee Smith, died of cancer in 2000 while on death row, having served 14 years for raping and killing an eight-year-old girl who had actually been attacked by Mosley. Jesus. This is a really dark podcast right now. Yeah. Like, how do we get on this topic? Because you mentioned the Seminole Heights killer. Oh, right. It's all yeah. you. So you can't blame it all on me. <laughs> hey, I was just trying to bring up some annoying patients out of <laughs> yeah. an eye doctor's office. Listen. Yeah. Well, here's something uh, fun. You know Prince Jackson. Michael Jackson's kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I imagine you heard Joe Jackson died. The I other did. day, I did. Uh, I read this article the other day and was kind of like, uh, well, I read the headline and it says Prince Jackson says critics of late Grandpa Joe won't ever be as great, and you know it's the first sentence is Prince Jackson has some harsh words for critics of his late grandfather Joe Jackson, and I was thinking like, oh, that's kind of nice that even though Michael Jackson, you know, at least allegedly was treated terribly and the rest of his brothers and sisters treated terribly by that man right uh still somehow was like hey to his son was like your your grandpa get show him some respect (laughs) like you know what i mean because maybe he didn't i don't know maybe he didn't do anything well who has michael jackson's kids like who's raising them i mean i think 
I don't know now, but I think they're both old enough to be uh, on their own. I know. What's her face? Doesn't he have three kids? What's the girl's name? The girl's name is... I don't know. Paris. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, She... uh, That's what I thought, but I thought you had already said that one. I, she hangs out with uh, Macaulay Culkin all the time. Well, I guess that is her godfather. But like, I remember there was a couple months ago, something came <laughs> up that was like, you know, rare picture of Paris Jackson and her godfather, Macaulay Culkin. And she was like giving him a pedicure or something. Yeah, that's funny. I like Macaulay Culkin. He's been on a couple of podcasts. He's fun. Yeah, he seems like a... He's super eccentric, as you would imagine. Uh, but he, by the way, that dude is killing it because he's just like, yeah. He's like, I. He was on Mark Maron's podcast, I think, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I just have this house in France, and I pretty much just live there, and I paint, and I eat bread, and <laughs> uh, I just kind of, you know, do what I want. I just wake up, you know, in the middle of the day, and I will walk over to my easel, and I will paint. And then I will do that until I'm done doing it. And then I'll just walk to the nearest whatever and get some coffee and some bread and then come back to the house and do whatever. Like Macaulay Culkin. Like, how does he pay for that? Is he still living off that home alone money? Or I'm pretty sure he's not. I think his parents were like, we're going to take that. Oh. Yeah. His... Why are parents so terrible? Dude, he... Ugh. Did they take his brother's money too? I'm sure. But, I mean, he said, I think... That's that child income credit, or earned income. Yeah. <laughs> he talked about that's Kieran, awful. too, I think, and he said he was, like, he. I, I don't know. It was just, it was nice to hear him, Macaulay Culkin, not being, like, bitter about the whole thing and just kind of being supportive of his brothers, doing what they were doing and, you know, happy for them and just, I don't know, just seeming like a normal guy. Well, as normal as you can be. When you're a godparent to a Jackson kid, I guess. Yeah, and your fame comes from you being less than eight years old. Yeah, you being yeah, you being uh, you know what a uh, young Bruce Wayne, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will grow up to be Batman. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what happens when you don't put your phone on silent. You get to hear little Facebook stuff come up. Um. So, yeah, so I thought that until, uh, you know, that, oh, it was nice that he, you know, spoke highly, I guess, of his dad to his son, uh, Michael Jackson, of Joe, to... Well, wait, how are you getting that? I just am, I am just inferring that because... I mean, because, like, how long ago did Michael Jackson die? And if, um... Those kids were living with his parents. Maybe that's just why they think that. Yeah, because like he doesn't have to be a jerk to them because the other ones made him rich. <laughs> well, just to just to keep it dark a little bit. <laughs> uh, here was the next paragraph I read after I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's really cool that he would be sticking up for that guy, even though he's probably terrible." Joe Jackson, the Jackson family patriarch who died this week at 89, was notorious for his ruthless drive to turn his children into stars. In multiple interviews over the years, Joe admitted to beating his kids with uh, with a belt buckle and switch. Ouch. His daughter, LaToya, also wrote in her 1991 memoir that he sexually abused her and her sister, Rebby. Yeah. Good night. 
So, yeah. Prince, I'm sorry. I don't know how old you are, but, man, you don't know what you're talking about, sir. I know you love your Grampy, but that well, dude is the worst. Well, you probably didn't see that side of him, especially, how old was he? 89? Mm-hmm. So, he was probably too tired to be mean like he was. Maybe. Some old people are spry. Yeah, some of them are. And they got those weird old hands that don't have fat on them anymore, <laughs> so and they're they just, just all grip. bones. They just have the all, death grip. Not no, not the grip. Where they're like, they're since their hands are all bones, they can just hit you harder. It cuts your face when they punch Jeez. you. And they bite hard, even if they don't have any teeth. I do like this. Uh, Prince Jackson said, "So go ahead and keep talking smack, but you won't ever be as great." As one of this man's effing balls in his nutsack. Well, <laughs> I don't know how old that kid is, but I love that he said that. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. To say to who? Who are you saying that to that you're like, and you can quote me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But Joe Jackson, terrible. Didn't you... Was it you that uh, you were like, you had an autograph that you used to like to brag about? Mm, no. But it wasn't a real autograph? <laughs> no, I didn't brag about it. You were like, look who signed my notebook. Oh, well, in like the sixth grade, me and this girl were like obsessed with Michael Jackson. And it was kind of mean, though. I wish you hadn't brought this up because it actually makes me feel bad. Well, just tell the parts that make you look good. None of this <laughs> makes me look good. <laughs> it makes me look like a jerk. Um. Anyway, like me and this girl used to like sit on the bus together and we were nerds um, and we would just obsess over Michael Jackson because it was, like, when we were in the sixth grade, like, he, it was the height of his popularity. Mm -hmm. Everyone obsessed over him then. And uh, it was before any of, the, like, the weird allegations came out, even though people were like, it's really weird that he used to be black, and now he's like, no, he's not, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, the, like... I told one of my other friends at school that we did that and we were like joking around and then she wrote a note on like a poster. Wait, that you did what? Oh, that you guys that just talked about? That we used to about. just talk about Michael Jackson all the time and how great he was. <laughs> and so she wrote out a note like, oh, thanks uh, for being my biggest fan or whatever and then like signed it. And uh, <laughs> but like we saw like a signature of his and he like put like little I don't know sparks around stars the, or something. Yeah, around the end of the letter, and she like looked up the way he did it and like <laughs> did it realistically. And so I was like, "Hey, look at this!" Like I showed it to that girl, like it was <laughs> something because I'm a jerk like that, or I was. How old are you in sixth grade? Like twelve. Like twelve, eleven. You're not a jerk. You're just like you just think things are funny, and you don't know what the difference between being like. <laughs> a liar <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like hey check out this i mean did the girl start like crying like i can't believe it oh my god no. it's so amazing like she looked kind of skeptical but then she was kind of in <laughs> awe of it and i was like yeah <laughs> dude yeah by the way that is balls what you did because i i love 
what I love about that story is that you uh, had a physical thing there that you were like, yeah, I'm going to sell this to you in person. <laughs> like, I've got this. You can look at it. You can critique it. And I am still going to double down on this. Because when I lied when I was a kid, <laughs> I lied about stuff you could never prove. I would be, well, that's a smart way to do it, I think. No, because, no, it's not the smart way to do it. Because there's a big difference. When you don't have it there with you, you don't have to be constrained by the thing that is in front of you. Uh, but once it's just something imaginary happening in your head, you can go crazy because that's what I did. Cause I would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad, he likes to shoot guns all the time and he makes his own bullets. So what I do sometimes when he's not around <laughs> is I'll take a bunch of gunpowder and I will put it in a Gatorade bottle. And then we like, is this bury... a real lie that you told? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Continue. <laughs> I was like, we'll put that in a Gatorade bottle. I was like, you just cut a little hole in the top, and we get one of those long fuses. Jeez. And then you light the fuse, and you like, I don't remember if I just said it. What if someone went home and tried that? And they're like, hey, my dad makes bullets, too. Then <laughs> Let they're me an get idiot. some gunpowder and try this thing that DJ does with his dad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never said I did it with my dad. I said I snuck it. Uh, oh, okay. He didn't know. It's illegal fireworks. By the way... I was also in like the sixth grade era when I was telling these lies. So if one like, of these why are we liars that, when we're in the sixth grade? <laughs> because you get this thing where you're like, you have to be something. If you're not, if you're not standing out, you're nothing. And yeah. I, it just, it's just funny that that is the thing for a while because I like by like now, my whole goal is to be a shadow person. <laughs> like I would like you to not even know that I was ever even there. Like the per the perfect part about my job is that I can I do have the ability sometimes or the opportunity I'll say not the ability to do it well enough mm -hmm. that no one talks to me. <laughs> like someone can set me out on a project, and if nothing goes wrong, then I don't really have to talk to anyone. Right. For like a week at a time. Isn't that like everyone's goal, really? Because that's how I feel about my job, too. I'm like, I just have to stay ahead of this curve, and no one's going to be calling me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, an amazing feeling when you can pull it off, and yeah. I only get maybe two of those those perfect weeks a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, also, I was going to say, when I was in the sixth grade, I think that's whenever I first like felt that adrenaline rush of like fight or flight because <laughs> this girl was like being a jerk when i was in the lunchroom line mm -hmm. and i think she like tapped my shoulder with her shoulder ah. and i was like oh no it's about to go down <laughs> and my like um adrenaline like spiked and i was like oh my gosh i don't know what this is because i think i'm about to fight instead of flight yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen but i was like oh my gosh because like that feeling had never happened to me before and i didn't really know what to do with it yeah well one of the first times that i got to feel that feeling i was in i think fifth grade and i remember this girl's full name but i'll just say her name was erica and mm -hmm. she uh, was new to school. Like, it was like the half the year was over and she came. And she was, like, right out of a school special, like an after-school special. Like, she <laughs> was, like, a, she wasn't, like, a goth kid, but, like, she looked like a cool punk kid. Mm -hmm. She had, like, a cool jacket, like, way cooler than a fifth grader should have. 
and was just like had you know the ripped jeans and just mm-hmm. looked cool like looked way cooler than any of us and for some reason she was well, i say for some reason she saw the shortest fattest kid and was like this is how i will make my mark and <laughs> erica i remember was like she started making fun of me and i don't remember what she said until she was like yeah i bet that your penis is made of rubber i bet if i pulled your pants down it's just plastic down there what it was like what does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. But I clearly she wasn't as cool as I thought. But, uh, well, I know that now. But at the time, I was like, that was such a sick burn. And also, can I die, please? I would <laughs> like to just, if I could just catch on fire right now. Because it wasn't like she was just saying that to me to make fun of me. She was saying that to me to make fun of me very loudly in the lunchroom in front of a lot of people. But were you antagonizing her or she was just attacking you like a jerk? Uh, she was attacking me like a jerk because this was long before my uh, my ability to get up in people's faces and be like, hey, you're stupid. Gosh, you're so good at that now. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Uh, agreed. Uh, even when I'm not trying to be. Um, but yeah, so she, yeah, because I think, I don't know. We were in the same class, I think, or something. I don't know. I may have said something to her like, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something crazy like that. But yeah, that was uh, that was very intense. I just remember... Did you ever retaliate? No, because I... Listen, it was a girl. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't know much at that age, but I knew you couldn't hit girls. Right. And so I also thought that that extended to you can't mock girls... To their face, like out loud. You're a gentleman. <laughs> I could. I mean, listen. I have never punched a girl or a woman, but. <laughs> but what? <laughs> but if it became a law that you could, I would probably <laughs> go and find Erica and be like, "Listen, I'm not gonna punch you, but do you remember when you said that my area was made of plastic?" I don't know why you said that, but I wish I had punched you then. I just yeah. I want you to know that. <laughs> I just want you to know it's not. <laughs> I hope you're well. She's got a little kid. I'm sure that like looks just like her. She's like, this is the jacket. It's probably a jerk. Yeah, I passed this jacket now. <laughs> my, my spawn. It's funny because it now the ability to this whole conversation tear someone down. This whole conversation, I've been trying to figure out who I would compare her to to like give you an idea, but she was like. She was like a white-skinned Roger Klotz. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's what she looked like? No. But that was her attitude of like, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> that is funny. What's really funny is like we went to school together for, I think, the rest of the time I went to school. Like, I, we graduated in the same class. So, yeah, fun. Yeah fun with people by the way that's the great part about being an adult now is you couldn't just like decide you were going to quit school and go to a different one or just not go to school because you had your stupid parents there like hey you gotta keep going now if my if the people that are at my job i suddenly hate or they tell me my wiener's made of plastic (laughs) i can just be like well i quit (laughs) yeah i'm leaving and i'm never coming back (laughs) (laughs) no um, one thing I think is funny too is I remember going to a uh, like for elementary school I went to like a, a mainly all white school or whatever 
I would say 90% of the kids there were white. I mean, you went in Florida, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of black people in Florida. Oh, yeah. They're all just in hiding because all the white people are like, we are very loud about our racism. We're or hot at least we and were. we're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're hot and we're crazy. No. I say that, but that that was... Uh, Not all of them. No, and... I wouldn't even say most of them. I'm more thinking of the time when we were kids. Like, I feel like it was... Way, way, way more acceptable <laughs> to be super racist. Well, I'm sure it was, uh, especially because like we don't, we didn't have the social media like we do now. So if anyone does anything, like you're on TV right away. By the way, it's terrible. I got, I hate social media, but I also love it because it is good that people are getting called out for being. Like, you know, I think we said on an earlier episode that I talk about old white guys that used to come up to me and be like, try and commiserate with me about our, you know, shared whiteness. We're like, mm-hmm. isn't it crazy that these yeah. other folks exist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen as often as it used to. Yeah. Which is nice. We did talk about that, but I don't think it's on one that we've released yet. Well. Um, but my point was, uh, you went to a... Uh, like elementary school, I was at a mostly white school, mm-hmm. and on Fridays at PE, they used to have let us have like a sock op or or whatever. And wait, really? Yeah, like in the gym or what? No, it was outside, and you could bring like music that you wanted to listen to. And I remember people bringing stuff like Elton John. Like, okay, yep. Like Crocodile Rock and like <laughs> um, MC Hammer. Uh, you can't touch this and just kid friendly songs. And then whenever I went to the sixth grade, it was in Tampa <laughs> and there was a lot more black kids there. And the first time I ever heard the song shake what your mama gave you <laughs> was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. A... And I was like, I was like shocked by that. I was like, I've never heard this. What is this? As you clutched your pearls, you're like, yeah. I don't even have pearls. <laughs> I clutched my childhood pearls. They just appeared on me so I could clutch them. <laughs> I mean, I love that kind of music, but I had never been exposed to it. So I was like, this is not for kids. <laughs> Isn't that weird when you hear music that you've never heard before or like even an artist that you've never heard before, but you hear one note come out and you're like, this is for me. Everything yeah. that ever comes out of this person's face or out of this genre of music is now all about me. Yeah, I, I need to explore this immediately. It's really weird when that happens because you want to just like cut everything else off and be like, listen, I have to go on a deep dive of this today. But I love it when that happens, when you find something that you can get that interested in. Dude, it was like that for me, you know, because you... You having to live with me, have to deal with my, oh my God, did you hear this? Did you hear this thing? When I went on my freaking Otis McDonald tear of like all those, uh, he basically does like instrumentals and then it went to like Wolfpack and now it's, uh, you know, Rex Orange County and for a while it was like Tyler, the creator and like all this stuff that I'm like, you got to listen to it. You got to listen to it right now. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Which... When someone else is like, oh, you have to do this thing. You're like, no, I don't. (laughs) I ain't got to do that. (laughs) Especially because I think uh, I found Otis McDonald and I loved it very much. And uh, I immediately or right after that, I found uh, Lewis Cole 
and then Knower, which is the band that he's in. And you do not like Lewis Cole. I mean, I like that one song. It's fine. By the way, I really it really does not bother me that you don't like him. I just think it's funny how much I like him. I just and that yeah, band I don't like it at all, really. No, that's again <laughs> perfectly fine. I'm gonna go ahead and play some right now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, although it was great that we heard it on Dear White People. Oh right. When they played that. <laughs> Well, the music sounds to me like... Yeah, would you say like 90s techno pop or something? Yeah, something like that. Like, I don't don't know. Because it sounds very synthesized. Because I guess that's what they're using to make the music with, some of it. I just like that it sounds like... uh, Some of the stuff that he plays, it sounds like something that you would have one of those like Yamaha keyboards. Yeah. And you would push demo, and that (laughs) seems like what it would be. But he is actually playing it, and then he'll play the drums, and then like he's he is making all the the music from scratch. It's not like you know pre made loops that he is like, all right, I'm gonna take these loops and put them together. Like he makes all his own stuff, and it's. I like it a lot. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I don't. That's all I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> I'll change your mind. No. <laughs> uh, That's where I put my foot down. <laughs> but why do we start talking about music deep dives? Just finding... Oh, you you heard... Check which mom gave you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was an eye-opening experience. And that was the first time I ever saw someone like booty popping. And I was like... What in the what? And yeah. then you just turn around, you like look at your own butt and you're doing it. And you're like, how in the world? Oh my God. I'm like, that's not how you crocodile rock. Yeah. That's not how you crocodile rock at all. This is no Saturday Night Fever. Man. Did they have the safety dance yet? <laughs> yeah, they did. It was, it was the 90s, I think. Uh, right? <laughs> by the way, the 90s were crazy because we had stuff like that, but we also had, uh, what was that What was that band? Was it the Crash Test Dummies? Mm-hmm. That was like, once there was this boy who, yada <laughs> That is the craziest. The fact that that became popular, that had to be irony. That had to be <laughs> just like everyone was like, we're just being ironic. Doesn't he say something about a girl having moles all over her body? She had, she had birthmarks all over her body. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That Isn't is the, your whole body a birthmark? <laughs> it's a crazy song. I don't know any other songs by that band. I'm pretty does sure it's Crash Test Dummies. No. Somebody out there does. They have one of their albums or all of their albums, and they're like, God, I love them so much. They're just so good. Mm. And they are not. I mean. Unlike the Butthole Surfers, which was also a band that existed in the 90s. I don't really remember much about their music, uh, or I don't know anything about their music at all, except for seeing them on Beavis and Butt. What, is, what was it? They were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. Oh, that's one of their songs? I think so. I heard that the other day. I don't mind the sun sometimes. Let me see. I like it. Yeah, it was a good song. I don't know. I 
what song do you remember them singing on uh, Beavis and Butthead? Because I, I don't, don't like. I just remember them being like, "Ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> Buttholes. Because you know, sometimes they would be sitting there watching TV and they would play music videos, and they would like make jokes about it. Who was in my room? Does that sound familiar? No. Pepper. No, I don't know any other songs. You do know that, that was the that was the only song everybody knows. Oh nope, you're not getting an ad out of me, YouTube. How yeah. dare you? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, not yet. Like how long is the ad? A million years. By the way, this was also the the time when music videos were great because people were like, we're going to do something. We're going to make a little art piece. <laughs> yeah, what is that music video where the people are like, like there's a guy that goes into a store and he's like wearing pantyhose and he like goes in and starts stealing things. Isn't that the cover of a Beastie Been Boys album? Stealing, that's what it's called, I think. What'd you say it was called? Been Caught Stealing. That might not be the name of it. But the guy, like, goes in there. Oh, Jane's Addiction? Yeah, that's what it is. And he's, like, dressed in drag, and he steals. Well, what was that? Like, a ham to make him look pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Bombs Over Baghdad, or what was that? Uh, I'm turning this off. Okay. Um, There was That was the butthole surfer, so. (laughs) Yeah, and that song. It was called Pepper. Oh, I didn't know that was the name of it. Um, what was that song by uh, Outkast where they the the music video was basically like a, a real short remake of Reservoir Dogs? Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't Outkast. I'm sorry. It was a uh, Cool Breeze. Watch for the hook. Okay. Better listen to your conus and watch for the hook. I never heard of that until I met you. That was such, oh man. It was a good song, but. Cool Breeze, he was part of like the Dungeon family, and that was like Outkast and Cool Breeze and a bunch of other rappers that were like, that was in the era where there was the Rough Riders, that was DMX and Eve. Uh, oh and yeah. All, uh, who the heck else was in the, I don't know, but I think Jadakiss might have been as well. But yeah, everyone had to have their own little clan, and that was there was a, I did, the one that I clung on to was the Rough Riders and the Dungeon Family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait, you didn't have any like I don't know, like cool rap that you liked? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, don't I get didn't. It. <laughs> I mean, I really like the Fugees. Dude, come on. Who didn't like the Fugees? Well, I mean, you asked. You're un-American if you don't like the Fugees. Yeah, I was a big Lauryn Hill fan. Um, I mean, in the 90s, I really liked Puff Daddy and Mace, Biggie, Tupac. And then there was that Tupacalypse everyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, Snoop. I was like a huge fan of Snoop Dogg. Clearly, because I bring him up in almost every podcast that we do. Every conversation we have. <laughs> like every <Bernie> day. Siegel. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, hmm, what's the shizzle dizzle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, 
So I keep reading about every. This keeps coming up about Jeff Bezos's space company. He's the guy that uh, the founder of Amazon that also has a. He's basically whenever we finally have uh, you know either one supervillain versus one superhero or two supervillains that take over the world, it's going to be Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. <laughs> Those two fools are going to. Do a lot of good and then a lot of bad. Mm. Hopefully, I'll be long dead before the bad starts. But uh, he's trying to get people to the first. He's trying to send people on, you know, space flights. Like, oh, you can go into the stratosphere. You can buy a uh, a ticket to our plane. Supposedly by next year, mm. uh, that's going to be happening. And How then, much are those tickets? Yeah, that's a great question. I've read like three articles, and you know what number I've come up with. Who the hell knows? That's what. It, well. They're just like, man, it's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like a plane, but it's going to go way higher. Think about it. All right. We'll see you next time. But how much? What? How high does it go? Will you be able to prove that the flat earthers are wrong? Or I love that you said that because everyone I've heard talking about <laughs> that is like, we all need to like crowdfund putting all of the flat earth people into that first flight so they can see. I just don't <laughs> understand curvature. why they would like latch on to that belief now. What makes them believe that? Like you can see earth from space and it looks like an orb. And you can't see the other side of it where some countries are that we know are there. So I don't understand how they think it's flat. The people that are just contrarians, like those are the ones that I uh, I relate to because they're like, you know. People have flown around. <laughs> but I mean, the, the ones that are contrary, they're just saying like, listen, you can't just believe what people tell you just because they tell you. Which there is some kind of logic to that that makes sense. Now, there are others that are just slightly in the mentally ill. But I need to know if anyone has ever reached the end horizon of the Earth. Yeah, Amelia Earhart. That's why she never came back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She hit that ice wall and sorry, man. I mean, it takes a woman to get that far. Ain't no man. Yeah. (laughs) You better watch yourself, sir. I'm... I'm saying that she made it the furthest. Okay. All the men had to turn back around. They're like, look, I made it all the way around. Like, (laughs) are you sure? You came back from the same direction. Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's flat. (laughs) Check the... uh, I had to turn around because there was nowhere else to go. It was flat. (laughs) Yeah, it was so so flat. (laughs) I mean, I just don't understand that logic because it doesn't make any sense because we've gone around the world... I mean, if you don't believe that, or you choose not to believe that, then, you know, because a lot of what I've heard people say is like, well, I haven't done it, and I don't know the person that did it and what their track record is, so how can we possibly know that what they're, the information that we're getting is correct? How can we know that the satellites Because are it in- wasn't only one person that <laughs> proved that it was correct. Like... Just because you haven't left your couch doesn't mean that more than one person haven't. Uh, listen, don't you talk about those physicists and... Uh, <laughs> is that who it is? Like, no, absolutely scientists? not. Absolutely not. I'm sure there's one scientist that's like, 
But (laughs) 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 if I was a scientist and I wasn't like a famous, if I wasn't a Neil deGrasse Tyson, I would, uh, I would just rile those dudes up because you know it's dudes. There's no, there are no ladies in the Mm, flat Earth society. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Okay, if there are ladies in the flat Earth society, they are the wives of those fools that are like, honey, I'm telling you, look at the data. I got it right here. I've printed it all out. Honey, will you please stop using all of our printer ink? I've got to print it out. I cannot leave it on the hard drive. If I do, the government will take it. I need hard copies. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to spread it out so we can see that the earth is flat just like these printouts. Just like these printouts. (laughs) No. I mean, there's moron ladies, too. (laughs) I mean, I guess I shouldn't say they're morons, but they're morons. It's not flat. (laughs) (laughs) They're maroons. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I mean, is that really what you want to freaking base your stance on? You're like, I'm going to believe something that... Listen, everybody needs something. Well, what does that even matter? If it is flat, who cares? It d- well, that's the thing. And if it's not flat, who cares? Really? Right. What is that? What make? What difference does it make? I mean, some people just need something to fight against. Mm-hmm. I was... I. I still, I have to fight the fight because yeah, I, I, I am some, you, of course, you know, I'm someone that has always, or at least for the longest time was like, I need something to fight against. I will just go and find anything to disagree with just to make people mad, just so we can all engage. Why? Cause I'm a, I'm a douche. No, I don't think so, but I just wish you wouldn't get people riled up. I don't anymore though, at least not intentionally. <laughs> I did recently, but not not on purpose. Well, well, it doesn't take much to get people riled up. I think that's one thing that Joe Rogan says a lot too. Like people are looking for anything to overreact to, and so that they can try to destroy anyone, and not just, um, not just give them a bad day they want to actually like ruin their lives yeah well it's you know it's kind of like we were talking about earlier if you can find someone that's everyone else is pointing at and saying look at how wrong they are well you know what they're not focusing on is how wrong you are so if you can just join in and be like hey everybody look at them they're so terrible did you hear what that roseanne lady did she said some words she said some sounds we don't like yeah. And she didn't even actually say him. She wrote him. <laughs> like a real elitist white person. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just yeah, funny because... I don't think she should have written that, but... I, You know what's funny is I keep going back and forth because on one hand, I don't know. It's, it's clearly not cool to be racist, but... Is it up to me to tell you to not, not be racist? Be. Like, if you are racist, me telling you not to be isn't going to make you not racist. It's just going to make me not hear you being racist. So if that's the case, if the, if the case really is you just don't want to hear someone being racist, why are you still, if you're following Roseanne or whoever, and now Pete Davidson apparently made a joke that people are like, hey. What uh, joke? I don't. You know what's funny is Pete Davidson's one of our favorite topics. <laughs> I love Pete Davidson. I don't care what anybody says. He's the greatest. Uh, 
I mean, listen, he's as good as a 22, 23-year-old yeah. kid can be that has been, you know... Well, what was the joke? Something about... I think he made fun... I, I don't know. I can... <laughs> Well, because I read the headline and I was just like, Ugh, I don't even. Well, what was the headline? Uh, I mean, give us something here. <laughs> the one that I just came across now is the Pete Davidson Manchester joke controversy is what happens when a comic suddenly gets more famous. Oh, for getting I think, bashed? Yeah, I think I might. I haven't read this article, but I feel like I would like it. Oh, do you want to give it the college try? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because I will just say everything wrong. I mean, it's just funny how you went back and forth on how that guy was or was not a serial killer. Thank and you. He totally I appreciate was. you bringing it back up. <laughs> just in case anyone forgot. He totally was or was not. Oh, wait, he was. Oh, but wait, he was. He was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't act like you haven't done that kind of thing to me, sir. <laughs> uh, nope, never. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, sorry, anyway. I'm trying to find the joke that apparently was so terrible that Ariana Grande had to apologize for her fiancé. Mm. I think that's the only reason they really got engaged is so she could say, Hello, I'm Ariana Grande, and I am his fiancé. Oh, is that how that works? How are you today? Arianda Grande. Arianda <laughs> Grande. I didn't say it right. I didn't say it right. I Sorry, sometimes I like saying words. Uh, whatever. Who cares what he said? I don't care what he said because he is a comedian. And it's kind of the it's kind of how I feel a little bit about Roseanne is like, yeah, because the Manchester thing that they're referencing is there was a bombing. Oh. And people died, apparently, or obviously, because it was a bombing. And, you know, theoretically, I would imagine that making a joke about a bombing uh, is worse than a joke about race, because no one dies when you reference race, but someone definitely died when you reference a bombing. So why aren't we throwing Pete Davidson off of Saturday Night Live because he made a dumb joke? You know why? It's the same reason that Roseanne should have been left to do whatever it is that she was doing and either succeed or fail is because just they are comedians. Part of what they have chosen to do is throw their spaghetti out on Twitter, throw their spaghetti out on stage, throw it out on wherever. Like We either want comedians to be funny or we don't. And part of, I think, what being funny is, is finding out what's not funny. And I think that in the case of Roseanne, she found out what was not funny. (laughs) Yeah, she did. (laughs) Should she have lost everything for that? I don't know. I mean, clearly that's not up to me. But I I don't know that, you know, she necessarily should have been fired. But what do I know? I'm an idiot. But (laughs) (laughs) it just seems... I don't know how far how far does do words go, really? Right. I don't know. It just seems crazy that we would hold words to the same standard that we would hold actions. Well, I mean, words can hurt. They definitely can hurt. And um, they also can encourage other people to be hateful. 
So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if what she says is true, that she didn't think that lady was a black person, she thought they were Jewish. Like, okay, but, I mean, like, making a comment about someone being a Muslim brotherhood, like, what? how is that any better? Like, even if you took the Planet of the Apes part out of it. I feel like we talked about this kind of in a different way, but I'll say it again. Like, if it had been, like, up until... uh you know, Louis C.K. and other people, uh, Neil Brennan hasn't had anything, any controversies that I know of, but like you have white comedians out there that do say the N word in their act that no one has a problem with because it is the way that they have structured that joke is they've done it in such a way that it makes sense to you. It's funny it's not offensive in the they're attempting to be racist kind of way. And those jokes, when you hear them, they're not just born in that moment. They are not they don't just show up perfect so that you can hear them. Right. Like the, what you don't see is all the times that Louis C.K. did say that joke with the N word and <laughs> it was met with silence or booze because yeah. I promise you that happened. I guarantee it. Uh, and he's like, I have something here. I'm going to keep trying. I mean, and that's, you know, from all that I've gathered is that's the thing is you need to know which threads to pull on and which ones to just let go. Right. And I mean, I really don't think it's okay to ever say that word. And even when those two comics say it in the jokes that everyone finds funny, it still makes me cringe a little. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know. Like, again, I don't think that her joke was funny. Either part of it, I don't think was funny. So, do I think that she should lose her whole career over uh, maybe a personal belief? No, because are we free in this country or not? (laughs) Um, You're only free to believe what everyone thinks you should believe. And that's, that's not craziness. Right. Or not. Yeah, you know what I meant. Like, of course, I don't want anyone to be a racist, but if they are, I mean, that's their choice. That's why we're here, so we can have a freedom of choice and religion. (laughs) I think, all right, I think that racism is like anything else. Like, people are so weird about it because uh, I think everyone is some deep down knows that Somewhere in their life, they were probably only one choice away from having been a racist person or not. You're like joining a... Or just has the potential to be a racist or to be a whatever. Just, you know... People just hate seeing their own potential realized in someone else, especially when it's in a bad way. Right, yeah. No one wants to be doing the bad thing. So when you see someone doing that bad thing that you know you're capable of, you're like, nope. I hate that thing, so I hate you. And you are, even though you are a complex human person, you are now only that one thing. Yeah, that is that's all correct. you are. Yeah. Like you did a bad thing. So that's all we can see. Because I got some news for you, kiddo. I've done a lot of bad things. Me too. Man, so many. What 
Um, the other day I was talking to this girl I work with and we were uh, talking about all these like Netflix documentaries that we watch. And one of the things that like was brought up out of that conversation was people that end up going to prison and then they're supposedly paying their debt to society by being in prison. But then when they get out, they're still paying that debt because it's not like that slate is wiped clean. Yeah, they're stigmatized forever. Yeah, they have a brand now and they're not going to be able to get uh, the same kind of jobs that anyone who hasn't been to prison would get. So the likelihood of them returning to some kind of life of crime is higher because that'll be easier than trying to be legit. Yeah. And we, you know, whatever. So many people are like, oh, you just serve your time. You serve your time like you should and blah, blah, blah. Everything will be fine after that. No, it will not be fine after that. Right. Because the people that you, depending on how much time you're doing, you're not going to be close with the people that you're going to see once you get out. You're getting close with other criminals. <laughs> yeah. You're bonding spending with your, them. Yeah. You're spending your five year stint, you know, your nickel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh at that, but that's a long time yeah. for someone. No, I listen. If someone told me I am 35, if I had to do a five year prison sentence right now, I know I would only be 40 and I know I would still have a lot of life after 40 to live, but. I would try and do everything I could. I would flee the country. Mm-hmm. I would flee. I mean, listen, if I can hold out till 2023, I will go to the moon. Cause that's what I was going to tell you next about Jeff Bezos is by 2023, oh. he wants to send stuff to the moon for potential colonization. And I will just sign up and be like, see you later, man. I can't do it. Like what does a moon colony look like? There's no air. It looks like a lot. <laughs> Is it of, like a biodome? It's gonna look like a lot of dead human debris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Listen, I we're not supposed to be there. <laughs> my life, my life will never be on the moon. It will never be with a teleporter. None of it, because uh, much like you know the iPhones and everything else, uh, version one point ain't going to be it. You, you will never catch me in Transporter 1. Yeah, we've seen the fly. It doesn't turn out well. Yeah, I'm not going in until at least 7.8, something like that. There is no way. Yeah. I mean, I want to do the Star Wars, or not Star Wars, Star Trek. Like, Listen, no you don't, because apparently somebody did mushrooms and thought about <laughs> Transporter technology, because... They, there was an episode, it was one of the best episodes, it was of Star Trek The Next Generation, I love, I wish I could remember exactly what episode it was, but there was this being that lived in that, like, dimension, because they never really explain how teleportation works, but apparently they go into, there's like some weird dimension or something that they go into from when they disappear to when they reappear wherever they go, Okay. and they couldn't figure out, there was like, somebody... I think it was O'Brien kept seeing this thing. Uh, He would always, whenever he would teleport, he would see this weird creature and he would try and tell people about it and they wouldn't believe him. And then somehow he got like caught in the dimension because the creature like grabbed onto (laughs) him. And I don't know. It was crazy. I don't know. Why did we start? Oh yeah. No, I will just never, no, (laughs) no, I will never teleport. 
if, even if there was a chance, it's episodes like that where somebody definitely was doing some hallucinogens and was like, what if? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will keep me from ever being in, tele- in a teleporter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fly would do it for me because I just don't want to be a fly. <laughs> I mean, I would want to be a fly... Nah, no. I was going to say I would want to be a fly to have the wings, but fly wings would be terrible. Right. And flies have apart. a short lifespan, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan of flies. But, like, to, like, because in that movie, that's what it was. He was, like, teleporting from one of those, like, pods. pods to another, and a fly flew in there, and it merged with his DNA. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. We're going to spoil one movie per episode. Yeah, maybe on. that'll be our thing. <laughs> Guys, don't watch Titanic. Uh, <laughs> it makes, you know, you saying that now, it's funny because the fly, if the fly was made now, they would have to go to extra lengths to make sure that we knew that nothing else could get in there. Because if it was just as like, Oh, I just made these pods in my basement, and uh, Fly got in one. Like my question would be like, oh, so like a little an ant didn't crawl in there, or a little roach, or some kind of one of those little gnats, those little fruit flies didn't fly in there. Like, why was it just that fly? There was no little dust mites that showed up. I mean, it was a fluke. Yeah, I guess there could have been something else in there too. Yeah, but I mean, the movie was called The Fly, so. I wonder what would have happened if there was two people that went tried to go through. Uh, uh, probably would result in the movie called The Mask. I never saw The Mask. It was a sad movie, and I feel like a jerk taking a cheap shot <laughs> at it. <laughs> I mean, was it a real kid or what? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Well, that was the movie with Cher, right? Yeah. And it was a he was literally wearing a mask. No, his face was like deformed. But it wasn't a true story. It was like I that stupid Denzel Washington movie. I mean, I don't think it was a true story, but I don't know if that kid really had a messed up face. What was that movie we saw? This will be the last thing. With Denzel Washington? Yeah. I This one I want to spoil for everyone because that movie made me so angry because it was so... It, it purported to be something that it definitely was not. Denzel. Oh, was it... It was something J. Israel. Yeah. I don't remember what the first name was. Roman? Roman J. Israel Esquire. That movie seemed like... Because he was like an autistic guy or like he had Asperger's or something. And no, he was a, did he? Yeah. Yeah, that was his whole deal is that he was like... I I thought he was just eccentric. No, he was just like slightly on the yeah exactly. That's that's how like quote unquote subtle he played it, and also how I, I almost want people to watch the movie just so they can share in the anger that I have for it because you watch that movie, he does an okay job at it. He does a Den Denzel level job at that movie, and you think to yourself like I did huh, that's pretty crazy. Like, I wonder what parts of this are true. And then you go to IMDb and find out none of it's true. And you're like, so this movie was for nothing. Right. Like, (laughs) because it wasn't, 
a good movie. It was barely interesting, and it led to nothing. I'm, yeah. I am going to spoil it, this movie right now. He gets shot at the end and dies <laughs> like an idiot. Well, I mean... He... Nah, he was dumb. He, like... <sighs> I'm sorry. He I shouldn't have brought this up. He compromised his principles, <laughs> and then he reaped those rewards. But, like... <sighs> Him being like they painted the movie as him being some kind of like genius, but maybe he was when someone was like out there presenting his ideas on his behalf. But whenever he was actually doing it on his own, then he uh, actually made the court cases worse for his clients. (laughs) So, I mean, what he was coming up with made sense, and I'm sure the laws were correct but um the way he would present the cases a lot of times the judge would be like um no sir (laughs) so i don't i don't know he didn't win any cases and again he ended up like compromising his principles and then getting shot (laughs) i'm sorry i shouldn't have brought it up it was just (laughs) i i think i just wanted to yell about that stupid movie to, to someone so I just yelled directly into the internet and was like, don't do it. It's terrible. Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good Denzel movies. Name two. Out of Time. Wrong. Out of Time. What exactly. is that? Exactly. What is that? That was a, that was the... Somehow he was able to make a bad time travel movie. What? I don't know if I ever saw that. You definitely saw that because I'm 100% sure. You know why I know that you saw that movie? Because I made one of the best, like, dad jokes to you that I've probably ever made in my whole entire life, which was the movie was, like, two-thirds of the way over, and it was, like, mm-hmm. not making any sense. And I looked at t- I looked over to you and was like, looks like this production was out of time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember it because I was like, man, I zing you so hard. Did I laugh? <laughs> I'm sure you did, but it was probably it was one of those it was really bad. It was one of those pity laughs like ugh. No. Why? Well it wasn't pity for you. It was probably pity for Denzel. But I mean I like him as an actor and there is a lot of movies. I just I don't know. I can't think of any of the names. Uh he did Training Day, Malcolm X. Listen, I'm not oh, talking yeah. about Denzel. I, I'm I'm Malcolm that. X. I um, uh wait I need to just oh no I'm sorry I think it was Deja Vu was the movie I was thinking nope he was in Out of Time too also you mean not Out of Time two the sequel no he was in Out of Time two as well oh so there was no. a sequel <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> he was in Out of Time two and Out of Time two as well the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> that's the actual name of it. Mm-hmm. Not a time too as well. <laughs> um, All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're done. Are we done now? Yeah, we're done. It's time to. It's it's sleepy time, and you got a big day tomorrow. Yeah. We got a big day tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Got to pack. Got to take the little dog to the vet. Got to wash clothes. Got to put away clothes. Meh. Yeah, do some cleaning. <laughs> love it. Love cleaning more than anything in this world. I love it. Yeah, it's the best. 
But, I mean, it's good when things are clean. <laughs> hmm. I agree. All right. Bethany? Yes, sir. I love you. Why? <laughs> Why do you <laughs> love me so much? <laughs> It's just what I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I know. You better not be sorry. But I will definitely <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Well, I'll see you next Tuesday also. Okay, I love you. Bye. <laughs> All right, love you too. Bye. <laughs> <Jerk>. <laughs>